Good evening, everyone. What's up? Nicole Rodriguez, RDN here, as always, with Dave Sharotsky, the food porn unicorn, and Dave, so generous, always hooking it up with the uh, the two men, one woman, three ways on food sex politics. And tonight we you have... extremely well. Yeah, you have not. I mean... <laughs> I'm a good chair. <laughs> we have Mr. JB and Rosario on tonight. I am so excited. I hope that everyone already follows him on Instagram where I found him, Mr. Cogfit, because he is the meme extraordinaire. He labels himself as the number one Herbalife hater, so he's got my heart already. <laughs> and he does battle with pseudoscience and all the characters that come with it in this day and age just so beautifully. So, Jabian, thank you for coming on tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Dave. Um, it's really, it's really an honor of mine to be on the podcast. You guys out there, um, you're listening. Love you. If you can, follow me on Instagram. If you want, I'll follow you back. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's hey, tell everybody what you do on Instagram. Tell everybody kind of your thing. Uh, so my thing is, um, I love fitness and psychology. I usually make memes, kind of debunking uh, a lot of bullshit, especially with nutrition. Uh, I do go over fitness and I do go over psych a lot of times, but the main thing is nutrition. That's the one thing that I kind of it's kind of like my niche. You know, I kind of uh, kind of debunk the bullshit that people would think. Uh, about nutrition because there's a lot of self-proclaimed uh, nutrition experts on Instagram. You know, people who have a fucking fork and a knife and they think that they're <laughs> they're an automatic nutrition expert. So it, it's good to to kind of keep them in their place. So uh, trust me, I've, I've dealt with it all. You know, medical doctors, PhDs, uh, so many different types of people spreading this type of bullshit. And it's it's been a fun so do you ride. get a lot of pushback with your posts? Like when you make a post, do you do you like batten down the hatches? You know that's coming, or what? Or are most people supportive? Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate when it comes to certain topics more than others. I feel like when you start to pick at people's kind of, it's like fucking religion with some people. When you start to pick at people's religion, <laughs> when it comes to nutrition, they kind of push back. That's something so, that's real close What like that stuff that's real close to home that people feel passionate about. Yeah, it's it's like it's like fucking politics. Like it's it's people get really defensive. I usually go out of my way to go on other people's pages and kind of question them. So that's where the real you're fun my begins. Fucking <laughs> Thanks, dude. Fantastic. You're really you're really in the trenches and. <clears throat> no, you go for it. That's very cool. I mean, most people they kind of like stay in their safe space and they just kind of you know preach to the choir. That's that's very cool. But I, I want to circle back to what you what you're saying that it's almost like attacking someone's religion or political beliefs when you question some of these claims. So, what is it? What is it that equates some of this pseudoscience that people and like even educated people want to buy into so badly? What is the, what is the seductive nature of that? Like, how do people who are otherwise seemingly educated, intelligent, and by, by all means should know better. What makes people fall into these traps of believing, I don't know, like who's enemy number one right now, do you think? Uh, there's so many, you know, 
enemies, technically speaking. Well, not really enemies, but like people that are spreading misinformation. I feel like the worst perpetrators are those that should know better, namely like medical doctors, because people automatically believe them because they're a fucking doctor. Um, if I'm talking about general bullshit, the food babe, by far, I fucking hate her so much. Um, <laughs> organic is going to fucking save the planet in her eyes. I, I can't stand her. But it's, it's the medical doctors that really are really causing a lot of problems. They really are. That's a great point. So, so in some of those cases, it's that automatic buy-in because, you know, oh, this guy has a credential or he has a show or whatever. But someone like a, someone like a, a, a Vani Hari or <clears throat> a Gwyneth Paltrow or maybe someone who doesn't even have that level of celebrity. Did you hear she has a vagina sitting oh, candle? Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> Yo. She was standing... <laughs> You're, you're I made a meme about that one, shit. You're both getting one for your birthday, so no worries. <laughs> oh, that's I. I thought that was for that was for Valentine's Day. I thought you were saying oh, that. God damn it! No, there's just, just for Valentine's Day. There's also a great picture of her standing in front of a uh, vagina flower wall of some sort today because I oh, read the Daily God. Mail. Thank you. <laughs> um, so 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 what makes Again, what makes a seemingly educated person who should know better fall for some of these other um, these other misguided beliefs that are not steeped in science at all? I, I think it's because you're a psych guy. I think you I think you might know better than most people. Yeah. Um, so for me, for what I, my understanding, because like uh, you know. I've dealt with a lot of bullshit with this type of stuff when you, cause with nutrition, right? It, everybody can eat. Anybody can change their diet. It's one thing that's within your control. So when you change something and you start feeling better or getting a certain result, um, you automatically equate that with, Oh shit, you know, this must be the answer. This must be the way and you kind of want to spread that to other people. You kind of want everybody to follow that way. Um, and that's for the normal person. You know, that's for the normal everyday person. And for the educated people out there that are spreading, you know, bullshit, you would think that they're smarter than that. They look at research, but they only look at one aspect of research. Or they're from a completely different field. They don't study nutrition. So they try to act like, oh, you know, I'm a fucking doctor. So like, you know, I know how to read nutrition research and I know what this means and everything. But in all reality, they really don't. They really don't. So it's like the whole game changers complex where, you know, you have maybe uh, an inkling of, you know, truth there. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody kind of blows it up and takes it their own way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect so example. <laughs> what were you going to say? Perfect example there. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's kind of like um, making a mountain out of fucking molehill, you know? So it's like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, it, it's really like they find like this one piece, this one shred of evidence, and they take it to like a whole nother level that's not, that's not what it is. They look at the, the, the piece. It's like looking at a fucking piece of a puzzle and thinking that you solved the whole entire puzzle. You know, like it's not, it's not that. You know, there's it, a whole big ass picture you know, to, to this shit. So like, you can't just look at one little piece and you're like, oh, I found it. 
Like I found the whole puzzle. Like I know what it is. Got this all figured out. Look at this. It's like going back to like that whole bacon thing like a little while ago. Like bacon caused cancer, but what they didn't tell you was they fed it to rats in quantities of like 50 pounds a day for nine years straight. And you know, what happens? Yeah. Like, and I just, I don't understand, especially like the, the, I feel like the biggest perpetrators of that misinformation is like the low carb crowd, the fucking keto heads. Um, they they love rat studies for some reason. I think they're fucking rats. They gotta be rats because <laughs> shit. All that keto cheese must be getting to them. Um, <laughs> Are they they turning into rodents? Is that the next trend? I I don't fucking That's know because they love rat studies. Is that is that the is that the end stage of keto? Is that you actually <laughs> morph into a rodent? Because they love they fucking love rat studies. I'm like, you know, are you a fucking rat that's eating, uh, you know, fifty? Like, are you eating like so much like sugar to the point where you're gonna pass out like every fucking day for like hours on end? Right. Are you, <laughs> Let's are you a fucking rat. Let's go. <laughs> <Right? laughs> Shit. No wonder they love cheese so much, right? Like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> now is everything is making sense. Now I knew that this would come full circle. I knew yeah. that this would be very enlightening. So. So, so far we've got, unfortunately, medical doctors as being big perpetrators. We have some of those celebrity perpetrators. As far as diet, tri- diet tribes go, and I don't know who coined that term, but I love it because it just, it fits so well with, with the way that, um, the way that people act about their food choices, almost in this religious way that you mentioned. So it sounds like out yeah. of them, um, the keto crowd is spreading misinformation based on these animal studies and not human studies <clears throat> who else is a big who else is a big perpetrator at the moment uh, shit recently it's been it's it's always vegans always the fucking vegans um and they, the they thing always is, seem to be the most militant yeah they really are and the funny thing is, is that they actually do have research that supports their kind of way of eating but when you look at the whole picture, all the claims that they make about meat, um, all the claims they make about like dairy, milk, it's all false. Like it's all over-exaggerated or just plain false. So um, a perfect example was when I think I, I talked about the other day, someone kept saying, oh, you know, there's pus in milk and stuff like that. And I'm like, um, I look into like the USDA, like people actually fucking run and regulate dairy, not, not the person on Instagram that runs that shit apparently. Um, and it's not pus. It's, no, it's not. It's not pus. It's, it's immune cells in the milk. And it's, those are totally different things. I'm just like, yo, like, what's, what's going on? Right. It's, it's, just, it's just like there are, there's immunity in human breast milk. Like, why, yeah. wouldn't, why wouldn't that be in, right, why wouldn't that be in milk from cows? <clears throat> so they, they love to say. Yeah, you mean that human pus? They <laughs> just what? A, what gro- like what a gross word, by the way. Yeah, you like you like to drink human pus when you're a baby. What a, <laughs> what a disgusting word. Whether we're talking about humans, cows, no matter who we're talking about, just 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 so foul. So, I, I you you do a lot of really, I think you do bold messaging. Um, your use of you know mixed media memes is is really cool. Do you, where on the bell curve, like who on the bell curve are you kind of targeting, and who do you think 
who do you think you can bring back towards, I guess I would say, a more reasonable thought path surrounding some of these nutritional myths that are out there? Like, who's your, think, tar- who's your target? Who do you hope to sway over? I think my target is to get beginners before, because there's a lot of beginners out there that don't know better. Um, they're looking for the answer, and a lot of times they fall into extremes because a lot of times they kind of know what to do. Like, they kind of know, all right, Maybe I shouldn't eat um, a whole fucking tub of ice cream every night, you know, when I'm bored or something like that, because, and they don't, they don't know why, you know, like they kind of know why, but they don't know why they're not making progress. Don't so tell me how to live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taking I mean, that very like, personally. <laughs> shit, yeah. I mean, I eat <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's mainly the beginners. Like they, they don't know any better. So if you get an attractive message, like, Hey, go keto for 20 days and lose, you know, fucking 10 pounds, you know, that shit is sexy. It's a sexy answer. Like we said, um, the very, it's very seductive. People want quick results in a timely fashion. You know, they want big results fast. So it's very sexy. Like some of these diets. Or they try to guilt trip you like with the vegans, like, oh, you know, like, look at all these cows that are dying. They're getting all mistreated and shit. Or look at these chickens that are dying. And, and they demonize, you know, um, the meat and the kind of like the ingredients and stuff like that when it's not really true. Um, that is, and it's like people are not like when people talk about certain things, they act like they're authorities in that area, particularly like when they talk about, oh, food safety and food regulation they're not fucking working in food safety or food regulation. They don't know. Um, You're an accountant. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, like literally sometimes it's an, it's from, from that animal activist point of view, it's literally like an accountant or a lawyer or someone coming yeah, after it, you. It, like you are not working in this field. Right. I saw a video on YouTube and they said da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or it's, or it's <laughs> that. It's like uh you know guys like you know you're it's it's kind of like with the GMO shit it's like you guys are not in the field like actually knowing what the fuck you're talking about. Um, so GMOs are a big one for me because I I feel like if you're anti-GMO you're anti-science. In a big but respect, if, but if you frame yes. It that way people lose their fucking minds. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't put it that way. But I think what's really cool and. You know, JB, and I'm I'm always thinking of I'm always thinking of that that bell curve. Like, you know, is it can you reach someone in the movable middle? Can you reach someone who's like far to the extreme, or are you just like preaching to the choir? But I like how you're trying to reach people before they're even like on that curve with some of these beliefs, and just trying to stop them before they jump on some, you know, crazy diet train or. And also with humor, like with the memes. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. very disarming. It's very absolutely it's really open dialogue. It's not preachy. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm trying to get away from the whole uh, go on a fucking caloric deficit and move more. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I like, I kind of like those accounts because they're not false, but it's so basic of information that there's not a lot of context to it. Because, of course, if I say, oh, eat less and move more, um, that's, re- that's really. Like that's so contextual. That's so like individualized for certain people. Um, how, however, you do that. Like, if, like, like going back to the whole entire ice cream thing. If you're, you're, um, you know, you're, the rest of your nutrition is good. Um, you're, you're make, making sure that you're eating um, adequate amount of protein. You're eating your vegetables, shit like that. 
and you're in a caloric deficit and you're working out, and if you could squeeze that tub of ice cream in, then fuck it, go ahead, do it. I you put know? all my vegetables and protein in my ice cream. Okay, all right. You know, does that, that, does that, that work? Sense. Is that a good strategy? <laughs> <laughs> That's vegan ice cream, I guess. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> vegan ice cream. loves me. Yeah, but nah. no, but you're you're absolutely right that every everything needs context, right? Yes. And that's what and that's what a lot of these trends that are not steeped in anything, you know, scientific, a lot of these trends or, or you know, based on like loose science, there there's no context. There's no context that applies to the average person's daily life. Exactly. So that's where a lot of it is key. You know, eat less and move more. That could mean, that's going to mean something entirely different to me than it might, you know, even, even to Dave. That's just, it's it's going to be different, look different on everyone. So I think it's important that you get that message out with some humor as well. Yeah. So people don't get so like uptight and defensive when I sit there and just post a, a a dumbass quote saying like you know sugar kills um <laughs> so i i want to like kind of you know and it's also really shareable you know the memes so it's like it reaches more people i've noticed um just speaking from a practical ig growth standpoint because let's be honest we all want to grow um it's it's the most shareable it's the most saved and it, it reaches people so they're like oh what the fuck you know so they look into the caption and they're like okay there's there's context to it. There's research to it. Um, and that's the biggest thing where I don't want to be like saying shit out my ass and not backing up what I say with actual research um, and compared to the average vegan doctor out there. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's the main goal to create the dialogue, get people to, to pay attention um, and get them before they get into the extremes. I think it's really, really important. Absolutely. And I just wanted to thank you for not using a baby Yoda meme. Oh, I guess you didn't, you didn't look at my old fucking memes. Then. <laughs> no, he doesn't, he doesn't have one up. No way. Oh, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, just don't, don't scroll down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> don't go down too far. Don't go what, down too far. What, what I really love best and this is this is obvious. I love I, I just I'm love your use of bitch. I love your use of Elmo. <laughs> it really it really it really brings it uh, it really no, brings everything full circle. So, so JB and I have to ask: Are you do you consider yourself a millennial or are you um, generation? Are you generation Y? <laughs> what what um, what generation do you um, consider Z. yourself? I consider myself an old ass man first and foremost in a young man's body. Uh, but other than that, I like um, that. Yeah, yeah, I really feel like that. Other than that, I always kind of grew up thinking I was a millennial because um, it was a weird time period where growing up in the early 2000s, you're kind of introduced to the 90s shit. And you kind of remember before cell phones and tablets and shit really took off. And and then, like, you're, you're kind of, like, um, the generation that really uses it. So it's kind of weird, I guess, in my case. Um, I so was born what, in, what grade were you in when you had your first cell phone? Here's an easy way to tell. Um, shit, I was, like, 10 years old. So, like, I'm oh, not wow. sure. 
Yeah, I was like Nicole, 10 when years old. First cell phone? I, was for, I, was, I was like 19 years old. What about you, Dave? <laughs> yeah, no, I was, uh, I think I was like 17, 18, yeah. Are you, yeah, oh, are shit. you kidding? It was a good motherfucker, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. the Nokia indestructible phone. Yo, I had the Nokia too. You can't be that young. <laughs> I think I had a yellow, I think I had a yellow Nokia and I fucking loved it. Stop loved it. That <laughs> Yo, that shit was a fucking brick. You could like rob somebody with it. Just hit I, him over the head. Yeah, I think I threw a few of those in my younger days. Before you jumped on, Dave and I were talking about like as you get older, do you do you mellow out and become more patient and um you know more more tolerant. I mean, I'm I'm not throwing phones at people anymore. I was gonna so say, how, how cracked is the screen on your phone? That's probably <laughs> that's probably good. But um you know, can you so, so really your whole life, you your whole adult life, you've been you've been interacting via social media. Is that fair to say? Um, I haven't really started like using using social media until like I was like 13 or 14. So like there was a time period where like most of my childhood and most of my teenage years, it was mostly academics and focusing on reading and writing and learning and shit, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it, it was, it was different for me. You How know, about that kids. for a concept kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some grown ups too. pick up a book once in a while. Yeah. Like I remember when I was younger, it was, it was really weird. Like I was so into dinosaurs. I could like name all the dinosaurs. Who is um, your, who's your favorite? Do you still remember? shit it's been years i can't really say the t-rex because that's gonna be everybody's i was gonna say we all know <laughs> the t-rex everyone knows the t-rex that's what's up my my favorite one was like the pterodactyl like i love i love i like birds and like bats and stuff like that like things that flew that f- like fly around and shit i thought it was pretty cool um other than that when i was i was always into animals it was really weird as a kid like i was always into living things animals I see the um, rest right in. Yeah, so it 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 makes sense, but you you have been exposed to social media from from early. a young from from an early age. So yes, what's what's the difference between your social media interactions and your interactions in person? Because uh, I think you mentioned earlier that you work at a university, so you do work with students, right? Yeah. Um, so, so is there any difference in your approach in person versus online? Or have you ever been in a situation where you're like, oh man, I wish I could say this, but I'm face to face. So I'm going to um, hold it back. When I meet people face to face, I mean, even now I'm kind of adopting it more online. It's more, it's called a Socratic method where you don't tell people. Um, I, try, I try not to like tell people the information. I try to question their beliefs and get them to justify it themselves and ask them for the evidence themselves. And I kind of do that in person, but depending on the situation, I have to kind of not be so as aggressive, of course, um, in the context because people get so fucking offended nowadays. But, <laughs> but it, it's really about asking the question, making them question themselves and why they believe what they believe um, because you can't convert everybody over, you know, it's, it's like fucking religion. You can't, argue over nutrition a lot so it's like why do you believe what you believe what's the evidence for your claims how do you know what you know and when you really question people in that line they're like oh shit you know like maybe i'm not i'm not on the right track yeah always always turn it i mean always turn it back 
because if it doesn't come from an individual's perspective, I mean, you know, change is never going to happen, whether you're talking about changing a belief system or changing a habit, um, it can't, you know, it can't come from the outside. Yeah. And, and I think the best, there's this one phrase from the psychologist Carl Rogers, where he's like, you can't change someone who doesn't want to change. Right. So I really kind of embody that where that's why I kind of backed off uh, going off to people's pages a little bit because, you know, I, it's, it's really good entertainment. It's really good fun. But sometimes it gets so much out of you and it's like, you can't change the person. But all, other times I'm reminding myself, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for the people watching, you know, to help them, to, to make them question as well. You know, so it's bigger than just me. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's a good point because then there's all the people reading the comments, reading everything else. And if you can just get a couple people that are like, oh, damn, there you go. Yeah. No, exactly. that's that's such a good point it's never just about you and the one individual with whom you're having this debate or conversation i think you know in in the world we live in it's literally it could be literally everyone watching what your response is what your approach is your level of uh, you know your level of respect and interaction so well, plus everybody now like you, you want to get owned and you have to destroy someone and you know all that so. <laughs> right but all get all gets tied in and, and really i was i was asking a little bit about your millennial status um how did elmo come into play do you can you tell me do you have a fondness for elmo i don't have a fetish for elmo i, um, I didn't say fetish i didn't say oh, fetish oh. i said fondness fondness fondness. Do you have a fond if you have if you do have a fetish for him i think i understand that too but oh, no, i was no. just reaching for fondness fondness um I going to always watch i always watch elmo what happened dave what you said <laughs> i have much more of a fetish for cookie monster oh yeah no he's definitely hot um so snuggly <laughs> and he has cookies, cookies so. all day. My man. And, yeah oh geez. man <laughs> she would gotta have a man with cookies right yeah um, damn straight yum yum <laughs> um so so if um with elmo um Considering his crippling sugar addiction, he's he's not obese, right? Like he's not huge. Ah, oh, shit! He does have a sugar addiction. Maybe <clears throat> he's he very slender, keto. though. He's. I mean, he he's got a little bit of you know junk in the trunk cushion for the pushing, but he he's not like a lard ass. Wait, not guys. Like Snuffleupagus. He's got a yeah, problem. He really is. But wait, but we know that sugar is like cocaine, you know, like heroin. Right. So, so they lose a lot of weight in that. You know that? Right. Right. That's, that's his, that's his secret. Well, I am currently like, I'm currently like looking over the ledge of the balcony of, of my little office space. And I'm looking at Elmo. Elmo is face down on the floor. He looks very slender, but I think he may have... OD'd on sugar today because he's just—I oh. don't hear any breathing. Shit. I'll check on him tomorrow. Yeah, you got to. You, yeah, you got and, I'll, to. and I'll and and I'll record him just for you. All right, you you got to. You got to send that to me. All right. Yeah, I've got I've got that. We need the Elmo yeah. voice coming out of like an OD. Elmo <laughs> 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 voice. <laughs> I'm gonna put him on. I'm gonna put him on my stories. Um, <laughs> So, so JB and we were having a conversation at another point today, Dave and I, and maybe, and, and maybe you can weigh in on this. It's, it's an election year. Um, you know, I think certain politicians, 
What's what's that, Dave? You you may have heard. Yeah, it's you, you may have heard over there in uh, yeah. You may have heard over there in PA. Um, do you do you what? ever do you ever feel pandered to at all by politicians, either you know based on based on race or based on how you identify, based on like generationally speaking? Um, or is that um, not something you pay attention to? Honestly, I, I really do not. I don't really like politics that much. I know I have a lot of friends that are in there, are into it. And um, I, I do go to the summit meetings about politics in my area just because it's good to get involved in your community. That's uh, very responsible, that yes. Yeah, it's really important to get involved in your community and um, vote oh, for people in your community. Yeah, it, it really does affect you in a local level. Um, Internet, like if you're talking about federally, yeah, no, in some ways, but in, locally, yeah, it does affect you a lot. When it comes to um, kind of the gen the generations, politicians don't give really give a fuck about the younger generations when it comes to voting. A lot of us don't vote that much, unfortunately. What happened? Yeah, we don't vote. Yeah, we we don't really vote. So like they go to like, the older care? people. Old um, people vote. Old people love to vote. <laughs> yeah like so you, you see them go to the fucking retirement homes but like they they won't come to a college campus like that unless we're um unless we have like the summits and when when we have the summits we have lawyers we have doctors we have a whole bunch of other professionals going into uh those meetings so that's why they're kind of enticed to like go but other than that they don't give a fuck about colleges or college campuses or college students because we really don't vote that much but I think that's the difference. I think if a lot, more point. Did, a lot more attention would be paid. Yeah, and that's just from my own perspective. Just from, like, my... my I, it, I could be off, but, like, I, I know statistically speaking, we vote, like, people in my age bracket vote lower than people that who are older, um, especially, like, you know, the, the uh, real elderly. But I, I think that's going to change kind of when it comes to... Uh, it kind of changed a lot when you think about the midterm elections. And Good point. It changed a lot with the midterm elections, and I think it's going to change with the presidential elections. I think people are going to come out the woodworks to vote. Um, that's just my own perspective on it. I've already registered in five states. And you, <laughs> and, and you know your stats. Can you, can you say again, you're, you're in a double major right now. Is that right? Um, right now, I have – so my major is applied uh, – well, psychology concentration and applied psychology. So it's a lot of stats a lot of science, a lot of, um, that's kind of like what I'm into research. And my minor is in philosophy. Wow. So that's did, an interesting one. I don't, I don't feel like anybody does philosophy anymore. That's interesting. Philosophy is, is, it fucking changed my life. It really did. Well, and, and who's your, do you have a go-to? Do you have a yeah, favorite? Do you have a couple favorites there? Um, right now, I'm studying Stoic philosophy. I've been studying Stoic philosophy for the past two so what, years. So what is that? What is that? So, if you haven't uh, thought about Stoicism, it's pretty much uh, ancient Greek philosophy um, over two thousand years ago, and they talked Wait, a lot about Socrates, Aristotle. Think about Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, and uh -huh. Epictetus. Those are three big ones. Taking it way back. Okay. Yeah, taking it way, way back. Um, and you know, the good shit about it is that it's so practical for anybody could really, if you pick up a book, you can really like learn it and you can apply it to your own life. It really helps with, um, mental fortitude 
So when shit doesn't go your way, you're, you're not so stressed out about it, you know? No, that's a good point because the greats in philosophy are great because they still apply now. Yes, exactly. That's, that's kind of the point, right? That's timeless. It's timeless. Yeah, so I really suggest, like, you guys look into it. Um, I, I usually, in the morning, I, I read a little bit. This is a book called Meditations. It's a really good book. It's by Marcus Aurelius. He was a Roman emperor back in the days, way back in the days. The Gladiator movie. Yeah, you already know the Gladiator movie. Wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, and he just writes really good shit. So kids need to, let's recap. Kids need to go out and vote locally, yeah. right? Vote locally. Vote locally, yeah. And uh, dig into a little philosophy. Yeah. I think that would probably, that, and, and, and those things, well, especially the philosophy, might that keep someone from jumping into some of these trends? Do you think some of that can, can bleed over into just like better decisions overall? Yeah, with stoicism, it's really good because it, it tells you like, yo, stop paying attention to what the fuck everybody else has to say. Really self-reflect and think about your thoughts what's going on with you. Um, don't really follow the crowd because the crowd can be misleading. You know, so, you know, people could talk shit behind your back. People could do certain things and you can't control it. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Right. So I can't, if people hate me on Instagram, fuck them. I can't control if they like me or not, you know? So why am I going to stress over them? But... Plus, um, Instagram. What happened? Plus, it's Instagram. Yeah, it's fucking Instagram. It's not like real life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. Can everyone just, yeah, can we just remind everyone of what that? that right, not, right now, it's, it's not real life. So let me it's ask this. I feel life. like you're bucking the trend, kind of going against the grain as it is there with being a philosophy minor, major, whatever. How many other people are studying philosophy with you? Is it a big class? Is it a small class? Right now, I'm studying under actually one of my professors. It's, it's me and two other people. Right now, we're, we're specifically wow, focusing on... That's a shame. Um, like, I feel like it's such a dying uh, subject. For some reason, yeah, but a lot of people are picking it up to go to law school. It's a, big, it's a really great degree to get into law for, some re like for, for many reasons. Yes. Because I don't, I don't know that I can name a philosopher past the 1700s, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Dave. You got, you got that one. We've uh, got yeah. some, Dave, we've got some homework. <laughs> no, I'm being serious, though. Like, are, are there, like, really anybody, like, making waves, like, since Marx? Um, I, I was reading this great-ass article in Silicon Valley. A lot of CEOs and shit are, are, are starting to pick up on this stoic kind of movement. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll send it to you guys. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's an article, it's news. So, you know, you take it as a grain of salt, but it's very interesting to think. Uh, and you, you guys ever heard of like, you know, people like Tim Ferriss and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yes. I know the, yeah. yeah I know the name. He's really, he's really big into stoicism as well. If you, if you guys actually like, like read his shit. Um, who else I'm thinking about? There's a couple of guys. Um, you guys ever watch like YouTube? Like, uh, this is my favorite YouTube channel, Charisma on Command. No. What is that? What's that about? It's like, it's like a cool ass like YouTube um, kind of YouTube channel breaking down like uh, how to be charismatic, how to get people to kind of like you, how to get people to change their minds. It's really, it's really cool. And how the guy do I that runs dislike me more. 
yeah, you, you need to get the girls, you know, Dave, you gotta get the girls. <laughs> <laughs> or guys, I don't know, I don't know what floats your boat. No, but um, Dave, Dave's got all the, Dave's got all the women after him already. Oh, for another, shit. for another time. Man, Dave, we gotta change lives. <laughs> we gotta switch lives for a day. Let's do um, it, let's do it. Yeah, we're on a college campus. <laughs> oh God, oh, man, Dave, don't, don't, don't burn the place down, all right? <laughs> yeah, but that that guy that runs that YouTube channel, which is pretty successful, he was a philosophy major. Um, I'm trying to think about more famous people. Uh, I know, kind of some some of the things that Tony Robbins talks about is very like reminiscent of Stoicism. Um, but I know Tim Ferriss is like one of the main ones. Uh, he's really good. It's something that I think everybody should kind of learn or try to learn about how to apply that to their own lives. It's really good shit. No, it's no. definitely it changes your perspective a lot once you finally fucking understand it, right? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like it's like nutrition, you know? People get so into the the, the pieces of the puzzle and don't look at the whole fucking picture where um they get like, oh, you know, I want to learn about this guy and like how he lived and how old he was and shit. No, he was a caveman and he died at 28. You fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like the guy fucking died. Like how many fucking years ago? No, pay it's attention. Not about, to it's what, not about that. Yes, exactly. Pay attention to what he what, what the message was, and how can you apply that message to yourself? So just like nutrition, you know, shit depends. You're not gonna always take every single thing someone says and apply that to your life. What things are meaningful for you, and how does that fit into your situation? That's the big shit. That also teaches your brain how to be more malleable as opposed to being so set in one direction. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yes. that's, that's a big thing with um, philosophy. And the I'm funny shit is... so there you go. You're, you're a philosopher now. Yeah, dude, you got it. <laughs> We're going to quote you. There it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so people out there, they can know that I do... I pretty much do fitness and nutrition for shits and giggles. Um, this is pretty much like my side chick when it comes to the subjects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's Every, really wavin everyone's, everyone's allowed to have one yeah it's it's really just this i mean i love nutrition and uh fitness i was thinking about maybe grad school i don't know i'm flirting with it right now think nothing think, wrong it, think it over well jb this has been more enlightening even than i thought it would be and we're just, we're so glad we to have you. Really so glad to have you. And <laughs> one more time, everyone, give JB in a follow. Definitely. Mr. Cogfit on Instagram. And you could check out his podcast as well. And where can we find that, JB? Yeah, um, it's the link in my bio. It's the Self-Thinker Podcast. I talk kind of like shit like this. Um, I talk about research, nutrition, fitness um how that applies could apply to you i also talk about diet trends and uh, all that other cool shit science and stuff so if you're into that check it out um thank you nicole thank you dave it was it was a big oh, pleasure thank you. Honor. appreciate you coming our yeah, pleasure no, and we'll have to awesome. ha we'll have to have you back everyone thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you again next week all right bye